Welcome. Glad to have you with us. It is seven minutes after 11 o'clock. Uh, one of the best ways to decide uh, or, or to, uh, to predict elections is to see where people who put their money where their mouths are, uh, where they're betting. And I told you, uh, in fact, we played a piece from John Stossel about uh, a website where you can keep track of all this. Um, and you can literally bet. You can, you can put uh, a few cents one way or the other on, on, on the outcome of elections. And as I pointed out, uh, the, the, the people who are betting money are saying the Republicans will take over the House and the Senate. But apparently, one of those uh, websites is about to be taken down thanks to the federal, thanks to the federal government. We'll get to that. Uh, in the meantime, apparently, the president is, uh, the, the Biden administration has found a new way to bribe voters. The White House trumpets $13 billion move to reduce energy costs. They're pushing electric heat pumps as a solution to high energy costs, enlisting companies like Airbnb, Lyft, and Procter & Gamble to spur production and installation of the energy-efficient heating systems. I've, I've lived uh, in, a, in a market where they had that. This was uh, in North Carolina. I had a, a heat pump. And it's good in those areas because it doesn't get real cold and, and uh, it's just a, an air conditioner that kind of works in reverse. But I don't think it's terribly good if you're like uh, up here in Columbia. I, I think it gets a little too cold. Uh, the White House on Wednesday announced more than $13 billion in assistance at, um, aimed at lowering utility bills, creating union jobs, and meeting climate goals with a big emphasis on heat pumps. Uh, this is described as an energy-efficient alternative to gas furnaces because rather than creating heat, they use electricity to transfer heat from a cool space to a warm space. Uh, the president, uh, the vice president, rather, Kamala Harris, is scheduled to visit a union hall and training facility in Boston to tout the workforce development opportunities from making more heat pumps domestically. The visit comes less than a week before the midterm elections as New England contends with high energy prices heading into winter. I don't know, maybe if somebody out there listening to me now works uh, with HVAC, just how, you know, how uh, warm and toasty will a house be uh, if they're up in Maine and they're using a heat pump to keep the house comfortable. I, my understanding is that they, they won't do a particularly good job. Uh, but if you work in HVAC, heat pumps, are they good in the cold north? Or are they just good in climates that are, you know, like cool in the winter, but, you know, not suffering from 5 and 10 degree weather that goes on for days? Because that's what they get in, in New England. A second private sector effort announced Wednesday by Mars, Procter, Gamble, and Cargill, uh, Cargill are making uh, commitments to explore and use heat pumps in their industrial facilities to cut costs and reduce pollution. Uh, the Department of Energy said that Carrier and Train Technologies have committed to meet the residential cold climate heat pump challenge requirements for higher performance in cold weather. 
the department requested information on how to allocate $250 million from the climate and tax law uh, to spur U.S. manufacturing of heat pumps. Wow. A new way to bribe voters. A new way to bribe voters. And it's a double whammy because if you're, you know, a union person and, and uh, they're promoting building these in union states, that's a reason it, it, to vote for, uh, for Biden. And then uh, if you're looking for an inexpensive uh, heating method, uh, apparently a federally underwritten uh, heat pump is, is the way to go. Uh, let's see. Phyllis, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? Good. Hi, Gary. Uh, my husband and I built a log house 10 years ago, and we put a ground source heat pump in it, and it works wonderfully. Of course, uh, a log house has a very good R factor because of the thickness of the logs, obviously. But what it does is it brings cool air from under the ground, you don't have to heat it as much as the freezing air that you have coming in from outside. And it keeps the house wonderfully cool in the in the summertime as well. So I, I'm all for them. And yes, we did get a tax break the first year, but we didn't get one after that. So I was I thought um, that they were talking. What is that? It, it, you're talking about uh, the, the underground I'm heat talking pump. About, um, yeah, ground source heat pump. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's what you're talking about. I don't think that's what they're... It, it, there's another type of heat pump. It's just an air conditioner that works in reverse. Oh, well... Yeah, what you're okay. talking about, I know that works, because you're... Yeah, you're bringing oh, yeah. that... Yeah, the, the water is yeah. way... Uh, the the heating material... Yeah, uh, the liquid, uh, yeah. ...is way down underground. Yeah, yeah that yeah. works, but uh, you can't really do that everywhere. No. Uh, you can't. I don't know if it would work up north. I have no idea. Yeah, it probably. Yeah, it would. Uh, they would drop it down yeah, deeply enough that it would it would work. Uh, but the yeah. other uh, type of heat pump, I think, would not uh, be so efficient. All right, Phyllis, thank okay, you for the well, call. You're welcome. Bye. All right, glad to have you on the Carrie Nolan Show. Boy, a log cabin. Wouldn't you like to? Wasn't that one of those scenic things, Brian? You always. Oh think, yeah, that'd be neat to do. Yes, right out uh, in the middle of the woods. Yeah. Yep. Are you just? Out there with nature and the mosquitoes. and So we we had a heat pump in the house that we used to live in. And uh, in the 10 years that we were there, it was, it maintained uh, warmth in the wintertime. But it was, you could put your hand on the register and it was never hot. It was very tepid coming out. So and you're talking about the type of heat pump that I was talking about. Yeah. It was uh, an uh, air conditioner in the summer, right? Yeah. And... In the wintertime, you flip it to heat, and it's like it's not really warm coming out of the register. Not like what you expect with, like, a gas furnace when, oh, that, that's warmth. This yeah. is more very tepid, and it wasn't terrible, but it just seemed like when you want, want to warm up, you know, above, you know, normal temperature, it just didn't seem to have the, the kick that a Did gas furnace... you always furnace, have to wear a blanket or, you know... Yeah, it was always relatively cool and it seemed like the furnace was always running to keep it to our desired temperature in the winter yeah i don't think uh, in really cold geographic areas that works uh if you're in a rural area and you you have the uh, you can dig the uh, the underground uh, type of heat pump that she was talking about i think it's a great investment 
let's see. Gary, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? I am good. You know, with Biden, um, he has helped the oil companies have more profit than anyone. Uh, he, he forgets to mention that when we had a big supply with Trump, uh, the oil companies weren't doing near as well. So uh, <laughs> the, whole, the only way the guy can get oil prices to uh, oil companies stop making money is maybe he resign or uh, let them drill, drill, and drill, increase the supply. Drill, baby, drill. There you go. All right. <laughs> Gary, great observation. Thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, all right. So that's, uh, that's the, uh, the $13 billion bribe. Washington, D.C. is, well, made an interesting check. Can't wait to go back to Washington, D.C. We'll tell you what they're doing next. It is uh, 19 minutes after 11 o'clock. I've got some messages here on the uh, heat pump thing. Mary says, I've had two heat pumps. The first one switched over when it got below 30 degrees to a backup source, either propane or electric. When we replaced our heat pump, it switched over to a backup source at 10 degrees the heat pump is not warm heat at all. If your backup is electric, be ready to spend a lot of money on electric. Wish we would have used ground source heat pump instead. Yeah, I just, I just don't think you can do that anywhere. Um, especially if you're in an urban area. But air-to-air heat pumps are just not very efficient. Uh, Roy says, uh, let's see, air-to-air heat pumps cannot be efficient in cold weather. However, ground source heat pumps do not have this problem. Nevertheless, if you don't need engineering, uh, you don't need uh, engineering to see uh, that they fail to mention what they want you to replace. It's not even an attempt at comparison. All right. Um, 800-529-5572-874-9390. I lived and worked in Washington, D.C., and I can remember uh, coming outside the studios and seeing in the wintertime uh, homeless people sleeping on the grates in front of these big commercial buildings because apparently there was a heat exhaust that would keep them <clears throat> warm and comfortable. Uh, and that's where they stay. And you literally would walk over these people. It's like, holy Toledo, this is... I, I had not experienced that before. Um, I had never experienced it in Cleveland, uh, and I had not seen this anywhere else. Now, of course, it's, it's uh, seemingly ubiquitous. It's happening everywhere. But uh, the city of Washington, D.C. is, and, and by the way, there were, it was like the, one of the great murder capitals of, uh, of the country. It was just it was a dangerous place at the time. But they're improving things over there. The Democrats, of course, in charge of uh, Washington City Council and the mayor's office, have seen fit to fix Washington, D.C., so that uh, if you want to bring your family there, you're going to feel much better. Uh, the, uh, they're expected to take uh, the first of two votes uh, on a massive rewrite of their criminal code. Uh, if passed, the bill would eliminate most mandatory minimum sentences, allow for jury trials, in almost all misdemeanor cases and reduce maximum penalties for offenses such as burglaries, carjackings, and robberies. Assume that there will be a lot more of those, uh, not to mention uh, public urination. 
Yeah, that that you know, I'd I'd want to bring my my kids and family to Washington to witness this. Public urination won't be a problem. Hmm. The uh, MPD has recorded 326 total carjackings between January 1st and August 30th. A 27% increase compared to the same time uh, period last year uh, when MPD had recorded 264 carjackings. Of those carjacking incidents reported as of August 30th, 73% have involved guns. Well, maybe they should just decriminalize carjacking. That might that might help, but uh, Washington D.C. will legalize public urination. You know they they just never <laughs> they never stop coming up with bad ideas, do they? It's I just can you oh I'm just anytime they do stuff like this, you know, my first thought is what possibly could go wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so I imagine every single time you you could be walking down the street in D.C. and see a bunch of homeless guys facing a building, relieving themselves. Uh, I imagine there will be stains on walls all over down uh, all over uh, uh, the District of Columbia. At least I hope they'll be facing the walls. You you wouldn't want to be walking down the sidewalk if they're facing the street. What are these people thinking? It's insane, but you know, hey, the Democrats are in charge over there. They've, they've, uh, they've got complete control. Feel much better now. Wow. Uh, let's see, Fox News poll. Uh, oops, sorry about that. Fox News poll. Uh, apparently, uh, Ron Johnson holds an edge over his Democrat opponent Barnes. In the Wisconsin Senate race, um, it just, you know, it, it never, it, it, every time I look, I see more and more news about the red wave. It's, it's just nonstop. President Biden won Wisconsin by less than one percentage point in 2020. The state remains closely divided. Both Democrat Governor Evans and Republican Senator Ron Johnson are in uh, tough fights to keep their jobs, according to a Fox News survey of Wisconsin voters. Um, in the Senate race, uh, Mandela Barnes trails Johnson by three percentage points, uh, mostly unchanged from last month. Uh, again, the problem with the polling is that very often, for some reason, uh, they underrepresent Republicans in those polls. Uh, and if, and if I'm right again, if they're doing it again, then... It's going to be a bigger margin. Now, there are enough undecided third-party voters to shift the race either way, and Johnson's edge is within the polls' margin of error. I don't think so. I think it's going to be. Uh, I think it's going to be a red wave. I think he's going to win. Ah, uh, we've got an IRS case here that I want to get to, and oh, voting, betting, predicting. We played a piece, and I probably should dig it up, um, about how to best predict the outcome of an election. In fact, you know what I'll do, Brian? I think uh, I'm going to do that. I'm going to get this piece. Uh, we played it once uh, once before. Uh, it is uh, John Stossel, and, and it's, it's prescient because right now the government is trying to stop this kind of thing from happening. 
and uh, and I'll 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 do that in the next segment. Let me do this. Let me switch to uh, President Biden because he has uh, just such pearly words of wisdom. It's it's hard to ignore, and. Well, we'd like to play a segment. Uh, usually we would play, uh, or we, you know, a little Reagan uh, just uh, for comparison. But I think we can just play this, let you relish the fact that this is who the Democrats gave us as President of the United States. Well, if anybody think if we we're doing it for the first time now in the 20th, 21st century, going into the 20th from the 20th century going into the second quarter of the 21st century, that we'd say 12 years is enough? Think 12 years is enough in the, going into 20, 30, 40, 50? Well, Can anybody tell me what he was saying? Because I don't have a clue. You don't have uh, the proverbial chills going down your spine after uh, hearing that? No, I huh. don't think yeah, that's so. That's kind of weird. <laughs> uh, you want to hear it again? And maybe you just misheard it. You, you think it's possible? I could have made a mistake. And yeah, it could be. All right, well, here we go. All right. Well, if anybody think if we we're doing it for the first time now in the 20th, 21st century, going into the 20th, from the 20th century going into the second quarter of the 21st century, that we'd say 12 years is enough? Think 12 years is enough in the, going into 20, 30, 40, 50? No, I'm afraid uh, that doesn't cut it for me. I, I, I really don't uh, have a clue. Uh, what he was talking about doesn't uh, doesn't make sense to me at all. <laughs> uh, Maybe all right. we can get Kevin to translate that tomorrow. Well, tomorrow would be the day. We'll yes. we'll find out what uh, Kevin uncovers on this. Uh, but I yeah, I have no idea what he was saying. <laughs> you know, the sad truth is he has no idea what he was saying. That's the president of the United States, most powerful man ostensibly anyway in the world uh and he, and he's constantly doing that it's, somebody did type it out what he said so you can follow it in english you want me to read it yeah would you mind in the 20th cent 21st century going into the 20s from the 20th century going into the second quarter of the 21st century going into 20 30 40 50 now does that make sense not even a little. <laughs> Not even a little. Um, okay, I, I'll get this uh, Stossel piece in the next segment. Uh, all right, so we'll do that. 874-9390-800-529-5572. I'll tell you why, it's why it was prescient that we played it uh, and that he recorded it. Uh, what do I have left? I got uh, 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Not enough time, so we will do that. Rand Paul says the United States botched covid if they win the Senate, he's going to launch a probe. Wow. Fauci is probably trying to find a place to hide right now. Because you know Paul is going to rip him to shreds. We could use, uh, we could use with about uh, 55 more Ron Paul, uh, Rand Pauls. My idea of a good senator. Really good senator. Uh, and the IRS is... Just destroying somebody for accidentally not listing a bank account in a foreign country. That's all coming up in the next half hour. Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. 
It is uh, 1135. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. So uh, we played this piece uh, about, a, about two or three weeks ago about from, uh, from John Stossel about elections and election predictions. The midterms are here. Which party will win? Recently, people on TV said, looks like Democrats will win the House. There is a blue wave going on right now, and I think it's it's the House is in play. I'm optimistic. I believe that we will hold the House. We will hold the House by winning more seats. More seats? Want to bet? When those predictions were made, people who do bet on elections thought Republicans had more than a 70% chance of winning back the House. So whom should we trust? We got the people who bet, the experts on TV, polls, and there are lots of them, and finally, professional election forecasters. Among the forecasters, 538 has the best track record. As I record this, it says Democrats are slightly favored to win the Senate. The Economist agrees, Democrats will keep their majority. But the people who bet say otherwise, and I believe the people who bet the moment they think republicans are solid favorites to win the senate and even more likely to win the house i get those numbers from my site electionbettingodds.com i don't make bets we just convert data from betting sites around the world and average it together to produce the single best estimate and percentages that are easy for simple people like me to understand now the bettors don't get everything right A week before Election Day, Hillary was a big favorite at 75%. On election night, the betting began reversing before 9 p.m. While on TV, they were still saying things like... It looks like Donald Trump is more likely than not to lose. The betting markets had already switched to Trump. Only hours after the betting switched did the media finally realize... Donald Trump wins the presidency. The bettors are usually right. Last election, they predicted Biden's win and called nearly every state correctly. Over time, betting has been a better predictor than polls, pundits, statistical models, and everything else. ElectionBettingOdds.com tracked hundreds of races. It does turn out that when bettors think a candidate has a 63% chance, those candidates do win about 63% of the time. Bettors do better than the media's prediction models and polls because bettors consider things that polls and models often miss. In 2016, polls had Clinton way ahead because they overlooked people without college degrees. And of course, some voters just don't tell poll takers the truth. If we would have believed the polls, nobody would have voted. Who knows what mistakes the pollsters and pundits are making now? Democrats with 48% support among likely voters. Why does anyone even listen to those people? Election after election, they get a lot wrong and they get it late. Year after year, the most reliable predictors are people who bet on future events. People who put their money where their mouths are. Maybe you want to do that. As I said, most of the betting markets are overseas. That's because narrow-minded American politicians, for no good reason, outlawed betting on elections. However, the government did make an exception for this site, predictit.org. Here, Americans can bet up to $850. There are all kinds of wagers you can make. Which party will win Pennsylvania's Senate race? Arizona's gubernatorial race? Will Kamala Harris be president? 
If you think you're smarter than the so-called experts, here's your chance to show it. It literally pays to be right. In 2016, these people had a betting party at this bar. You said 23 earlier today. I'm a junkie, uh, political junkie, so I love it. If you think today's predictions are wrong, you can join Predicted.com, bets, and you'll make money if you're right. No, no you won't. Uh, the reason you won't is because the government has gone after Predicted, and they've, uh, they've, shut, they've shut it down. The Commodity Futures Trading Commission has moved to shut down Predicted, an online marketplace for futures contracts on the outcomes of political events. It's a blow to investors in these contracts, such as those on the presidential election of 2024, who are left uncertain uh, as to how their positions will be unwound. And it's a blow to the public at large because the political futures have proven to have a better predictive power, a better predictive power than the polls. This is from the Wall Street Journal. And they don't even give an excuse. They don't even give a reason. They just said, no, we've, we've, we've withdrawn your letter to, to proceed. You've got to shut down. That's the power of big government. And why? Nobody's compelled to go there. They do it voluntarily. Predicted officials guess the uh, CFTC's objection is the scope of contracts offered in the 2014 letter permissible uh, scope is defined to include contracts on presidential primaries, the popular and electoral vote, vice president nominees, and uh, congressional control. But include is the key word there. It's not limited to. And because they expanded a little... The federal government's decided you can't make the bet. Crazy making, isn't it? Uh, 874-9390, toll-free, 800-529-5572. Mike, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Hey, Gary. Thanks for taking my call. Sorry to change up the subjects. I just had a quick question. Um, do you Have you read Amendment 3 in its entirety? Yeah, I don't like it. I'm voting no. Okay, can you can, can you tell me what the the your reasons are besides the fact that you know it, it it would be a constitutional amendment and that would have to go back to the voters for changes? But it, what is the fine print that everybody's missing? Oh, you, you're talking about uh, this is the marijuana thing, right? If I get this right, yes, sir. Let me make sure I'm yes, on the right one. Look, if you want to legalize marijuana, just legalize marijuana. What they've done here is they have created. Uh, a, a monopoly. Uh, it, it's it's just complicated. You can carry so many ounces, but an ounce more, and you're in trouble. Just legalize it. Uh, this is going to make some people very, very rich, uh, and, and, and it's way more complex than it needs to be. I, I think there are just too many downsides to this law. And I'm a guy that, as a libertarian, would love to legalize pot. Right, for sure, because I thought, you know, it'd be a good thing to for those, the tax on that to go to our veterans. I mean, that's the main thing that they're pushing on all the commercials, but I'm not, you know, obviously there's something I'm missing, so. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's very complicated, and, and you know, why would you, why would you have to bribe the voters with that kind of thing? Just legalize yeah. it and get it over with. Yeah, for sure. Okay, all right. thanks, Gary, I appreciate it. Thank you, glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. I would not... Um, uh, and I want to legalize pot. I, I think it's ridiculous. Uh, it's it's a weed for crying out loud. But this is this is just too convoluted. It's got too many strings attached to it. Uh, and then and then the state is probably going to you know have this. Uh, it's just it's just a bad idea. 
all the way around, it's a bad idea. Uh, let's see. Eric the Liberal is with us. Eric, welcome. How are you? Wonderful. I just want to agree with you on just about everything. The uh, I think they... I'm afraid that if you legalize marijuana with all these strings attached like you're talking about, it's going to be like the gambling industry where they have a monopoly on gambling. They voted in these restrictions where other casinos couldn't open. It's just a uh, government picking winners and losers. I also agree with you that they shouldn't outlaw a gambling site on elections. But I would like to make one point. I just do find it strange. And I also agree with you on one other thing. I think that the Republicans will probably for sure win the House and probably win the Senate, too. Um, the one thing that I do find curious, though, is like a lot of your audience probably thinks that elections have been rigged. How is it the Republicans are going to win all these races if the party in control of the House, the Senate, and the presidency are all controlled by Democrats? And if there was any rigging to be done, usually, historically, around the world, it's the party in power rigs the upcoming elections so they stay in power. That's almost how it always works. And... Um, but yet we're going to have a turnover in power in Congress. So I, I feel like... I just had a I uh, conversation people. yesterday, Eric, with Jenny Beth Martin, Tea Party Patriots. And uh, uh -huh. they have trained literally thousands of people to uh, be poll watchers and to watch the count. And they've gotten... Uh, they've, they've gone to classes to learn what their rights are, what they can and can't do. Uh, they've registered in states all over the country. Uh, and I think that's probably uh, giving a lot of people a lot of... Uh, you know, a sense of peace that that's going on. Maybe that's what's uh, making them believe that this election will work. I have heard, Eric, yeah. from a lot of uh, Republicans that they don't think uh, that this is going to be a fair election and that it's going to be ripped off. Uh, then again, I heard from Hillary Clinton, who is now raising money because she believes the Democrats will get ripped off in the next presidential election and she wants to challenge those results. Both sides guilty. Yeah, so I think hopefully I agree with you on this, that that we do need to have some confidence in our elections. Yes. And and we could certainly pass. There ought to be some bipartisan laws to, to strengthen election confidence in elections. But I do think it can't just be one side on that sort of thing. Just like in most election offices, you have have bipartisan people working and counting together. I mean, there's a lot more. I just don't think people really understand how many checks and balances there are in the system, but but there should be. I mean, we yeah, need... There should be, and need, there should be a lot, and there shouldn't be game playing. I mean, they, they, we have a, a water main leak, and so we've stopped counting, and then it turns out it was a, the toilet in the men's room was leaking, and uh, and then they go back to counting. and It's just they make it a mess, and they don't have to. Uh, you know, maybe it's just incompetence. Maybe there's malfeasance. We don't know because they, it's always a mess. Uh, now, fortunately, here in Missouri, it's, it, I don't seem to see those, uh, those problems uh, cropping up. But in other places, I've seen it. A, 
you need like a bipartisan retired political leader, you know, commission to come up with stuff, I, I guess, to create, you know, you just can't really trust people who are running <laughs> to make election laws. Like, All right. They have the dog in the fight. Well, I, I need to uh, review today's show. If you agreed with me on that many positions, I must have yeah. screwed up somewhere. Should I call Ripley's? Or? Yeah, call Ripley's because they won't believe it. Eric, thanks for the call. Appreciate uh, have it. Have a good one. You too. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Up against the clock. Quick break. Back to wrap it up. It's the Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. Hey, it is uh, 11.52. You know what? I, I, I'm going to kind of change directions, call an audible here, because I found another Stossel piece that just came out. Uh, and you know how I hate electric cars and what a ripoff I think they are. Uh, well, Stossel has done a piece, and I've only heard portions of this. Uh, but if I start right away, I think I can get this in. Uh, let's uh, let's dip in uh, inconvenient facts about electric cars. Point out five inconvenient facts about electric cars that politicians and green activists just don't understand. Electric cars are amazing. Physicists like Mark Mills of the Manhattan Institute do understand. He says the trend to electric is a good thing. But it won't change the future in any significant way with respect to oil use or carbon dioxide emissions. That's inconvenient fact one. More electric cars will hardly dent oil use. If all of us bought electric cars, would it make any difference? So the world has 15, 18 million electric vehicles now. It could go to 300 million, maybe 500 million vehicles. I don't think it will get that many, but that's the aspiration. That would reduce world oil consumption by about 10%. That's not nothing, but it doesn't end the use of oil for the world. Because most of it's used for what? Flying airplanes, driving buses, big trucks, the mining equipment to get the copper to build the electric cars is all oil-fired. And it won't change because those trucks last 40 years. And even if all vehicles somehow switch to electricity, there'd be another problem because despite what we've heard, Further, faster, cheaper, and greener. Electric cars are not all that green. One reason is because electricity isn't all that green. I'm amazed talking to people who are all excited about their electric car and, and say, and I'm not polluting. <laughs> and I say, where do you get the electricity from? And they don't know. They don't know that most of America's electricity comes from fossil fuels, natural gas, and coal. Just 12% comes from wind and solar. Yet auto companies tell us... Electric vehicles in general are better and more sustainable for the environment. She's a Ford engineer. She's not ignorant. Well, actually, she probably is ignorant in the literal sense of the word. She's not stupid, but ignorance speaks to what you know. You have to mine somewhere on Earth 500,000 pounds of minerals and rock to make one battery. And most of this mining isn't done in the U.S. American regulations make it nearly impossible. So it's done other places, polluting those countries. And worse, ingredients in batteries are mined in places that enslave people and use child labor. An army of children are at the heart of the mining production, wearing no shoes and in the most wretched conditions. Most Americans proudly driving electric cars don't know about this. They just don't want mining done near them. 
but wherever it's done, mining is a dirty business that adds lots of carbon to the air. If you're worried about carbon dioxide, the electric vehicle is emitted 10 to 20 tons of carbon dioxide before it even gets to your driveway, before you drive the first mile and plug it in the first time. Carbon dioxide produced by the mining and the manufacturing and the shipping. Exactly. Volkswagen published an honest study. They point out that the first 60,000 miles or so you're driving an electric vehicle, that electric vehicle will have emitted more carbon dioxide than if you just drove a conventional vehicle in the first place. You have to own it for a while before the electric part starts to win. You have to own it for at least 100,000 miles, and then the electric part wins by some. So it doesn't get you a zero emissions vehicle. It's reduced the emissions then by 20 or 30 percent, which is not nothing, but it's not zero. No, it's not close to zero. In our next video, more inconvenient facts about electric cars. Politicians make impossible assumptions about batteries and the electric grid. Wow, that's, that is a great piece. Do you see how many miles you have to have that thing before it actually... 100,000, is that what they said? Yeah. Wow. you got to have a battery-powered car for 100,000 miles before you get to break even. And the fact that this these batteries, that the, the amount of mining it takes to, one, to make one battery... Yeah. And it's they, we don't even mine here for lithium or stuff for batteries here in the U.S. because of regulations? Government... The government's in the way. I understand they're going to try and open a cobalt mine here in the United States. They haven't done that very much because of regulations. But you would figure that environmentalists would be just outraged that, you know, we would, you know, dig up the, the earth like that. 100,000 pounds of rock to get one, uh, to, to get enough minerals to make one battery? <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's oh, just, man. That is just stupid. And then, of course, and the other stuff that we, that we've talked about is the impracticality of it all. Uh, you, they'll tell you if you, you know, on a full charge, you could take this thing for three hundred miles, but you only get a full charge if you leave it at home overnight and charge it in a high-powered charger. If you're on the road, you don't do that last twenty percent because that last twenty percent takes up most of the time. So you bring it up to eighty uh, percent or seventy-five percent, which takes you at least an hour, uh, generally more than that. Uh, and then uh, driving conditions, if it's uphill, if you're driving fast, if you've got to use the heat. Oh, this is such a canard. Hey, we got to run whatever it is in life that you want. Go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem and Gwen, baby. Honey, I'm coming home.